I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Listen to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. All right, everybody, welcome back to Setting the Pace and joining us right now. From Heavy.com, he's a senior writer. He has his own podcast called uh, Heavy with Scoop B. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk to Braided Scoop B. Robinson. You can find him at Scoop B on Twitter. Scoop, what's up, man? The sky. What's going on with you guys? <laughs> oh, not a lot. Just uh, NBA playoffs are in full effect. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Here we come. But uh, I, I got to start things out here, you know, as this is a Pacers podcast. Uh, saw that you had posted a little bit of a conversation you had with Mike D'Antoni just showing those phone calls. So, I mean, he is the name that is rumored heavily with the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. So what are your thoughts on uh, Mike D'Antoni? I mean, he was somebody that's been rumored even before he decided to not come back uh, to the Houston Rockets. And what I can share with you is um, – his name has circulated even with the Pelicans, uh, if you will. Uh, I, I was reported by Jason Dumas out in the Bay Area that uh, the Sixers uh, will be meeting with uh, both D'Antoni and Billy Donovan uh, this week at their facility in Camden, New Jersey. Um, but as it relates to Mike D'Antoni, um, I do think that he is a guy whose name gets circulated a lot in coaching searches. I mean, this is a guy who's had jobs with the Suns. He's had jobs with the Lakers, guys with the Rockets. Uh, jobs with the Rockets, excuse me, uh, et cetera. And now the Pacers are coming up. And to be honest with you, um, while that sounds good, I, I actually think that they should be looking for new blood or people that they you know, haven't uh, considered in a while. And so while Mike D'Antoni is a sexy name, we learned from the Brooklyn Nets uh, that there are other people out there, like Steve Nash, who was hired by the Nets as their head coach, a guy who came out of Mike D'Antoni's system. And so uh, what I would like to say to you is that I, I while Becky Hammond is a name that has floated around quite a bit, um, Mark Jackson is a name that you should be paying attention to, a former Indiana Pacer. I did speak with Mark about a month ago. Uh, he told me he has an interest in coaching again. He didn't say a name of a team, uh, but he said that, you know, uh, if 
uh, a team does come calling, uh, he will come on the Scoopy Radio podcast and discuss uh, his, his thoughts on or, you know, of what team hires him. But I do think that the Pacers should, uh, should uh, create some sort of reunion uh, with Mark Jackson, a guy that has knows how to develop a culture. He did it in Golden State. Love me some Mark Jackson. Didn't feel like he got the fairest of all shakes uh, because I feel like that's a guy who should be coaching again. But going back to the Dan Tony rumors, I mean, I've heard his name circled with Philly a lot lately. I could kind of see it. I don't know if it's the best fit in Indiana, but I'm not going to lie. Pacer fans were super excited to even be linked to Dan Tony. Um, but when you talk about fresh blood, what do you think of the rumors of maybe Chauncey Billups? becoming a head coach, and if it's a fit with the Pacers or not. I mean, that would go along the lines of what I just said as far as names that are consistently recycled. Um, it's literally like musical chairs. We see it in media. One day someone's at ESPN, the next day they're at Turner. Maybe they head over to CBS. I think we're in a day and age where, uh, particularly during the COVID climate that we're in, uh, where things have slowed down and people are able to pay attention more than just to eat and regurgitate. And so hypothetically speaking. And so when I look at uh, Chauncey Billups, I mean, this is a guy that uh, I just tweeted at Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie a little while ago. He, he, you know, rebuffed my report about the Nets and, and a potential move with the Pelicans. But I said this to, to Spencer Dinwiddie. I believe that he's the modern day Chauncey Billups, Colorado guy. It's just like uh uh, Chauncey is and a guy who had a who has a very high basketball IQ but didn't fit right away. Um, Chauncey Billups, you know, moved around Boston, Denver, Knicks, Pistons, found his way with the Pistons and, and won a championship with you know the defensive force that was the Detroit Pistons. And I feel like um, he's a guy that should get you know. I mean, this is listen. If he, if he wasn't intelligent or he wasn't a good coach. Why were the Cavaliers reaching out to him about a potential front office position? Um, and so to me, I think he's really basketball-wise. And he, he studied under a guy in Joe Dumars, uh, who you know is a brilliant basketball mind, um, who, who was the architect of that Pistons championship team. So I think that the Pistons – excuse me, I believe that the Pacers should give Chauncey Billups some attention. I believe that as much as D'Antoni is a sexy pick, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but – I really genuinely believe that in order to, 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 to even reach a guy like Victor Oladipo, who's been uh, been discussing a myriad of, of trade situations, um, he would be able to reach it in that regard. There was a reason why Nate McMillan and, and, and Oladipo didn't click. Um, respectfully, I respect Nate McMillan because he's older than me, but sometimes those old school values don't always carry over into – a newer school player. And so I think, you know, you saw it with Darren Williams uh, as it related to his time in Utah, the, the late Jerry Sloan. So I, I think in this situation in Indiana, if the Pacers want to, you know, stay perhaps getting a Billups, uh, a Becky Hannon, uh, a Mark Jackson, uh, somebody that's used to dealing old school, but still new school in the approach might do the trick. Yeah, I think Chauncey Billups is definitely an intriguing name. And it's kind of funny because the only reporting I've really seen on Chauncey is the link to Indiana. So um, Jay Michael from the Indy Star came out and said the Pacers won't be holding any Zoom interviews with him, but if they do have interviews with Chauncey, those will be in person. So while, you know, Mike D'Antoni seems to be, you know, floating around for the Pacers head coaching vacancy, uh, Chauncey Billups has drawn a lot of interest too. So what are your thoughts on, uh, I guess, or what rumors have you heard about Chauncey and the Pacers? Like how serious is he about uh, interviewing with the Pacers? Are there other teams around that could be interviewing Chauncey as well? 
Um, I, this is what I have heard. This was maybe like a month ago. Um, his name was attached to anything related to Ty Lue. Um, and I think that, but, but the funny thing about Ty Lue is uh, internally I've heard um, other, and, and that would be along the lines of assistant coaches. Um, that being said, um, I, I believe that Chelsea Billups is more than just uh, an assistant coach. I mean, this is a guy that was approached about, um, you know, front office after David Griffin left Cleveland. So, and, you know, there were, there were internal reasons why Chauncey decided not to do that. I, to be honest with you, I haven't heard of some Indy was the only place that I've heard other than, you know, a package deal situation with, with, with Philly uh, mm-hmm. as it relates to if, you know, Ch- uh, Ty Lue decides that that's what he wants to do. Um, and Ty Lue's name, you know, was attached quite a bit um, to different places. So, you know, you're looking at the Pelicans, you know, you're looking at, um, you're looking at the Sixers. You're looking at um, a myriad of teams, the Houston Rockets. So, um, what I'll tell you is this: um, when I look at Chauncey Billups, man, I, I think um, there's so many open opportunities there um, for coaching, for assistant coaching, and more. Um, who's to say, hypothetically, that if Ty Lue was to leave that assistant coaching position with the Clippers? Or Sam Cassell was the lead assistant coaching position with the Clippers. That Chelsea just, just doesn't ease into a situation as an assistant coach with the Clippers, a team he knows well, and kind of just work his way up. You know, I read in the past that Doc Rivers had offered Chauncey uh, an assistant coaching job before. Um, you know, I know that Chauncey's flirted with ideas of front office and not. So maybe that is an option. Uh, over there, but when you look at Dan Tony, age 69 years old, you look at Chauncey, 43 years old. Uh, Dan Tony has all the experience in the world from a head coaching standpoint. Chauncey mm-hmm. lacks that. Does that worry you when you look at the Pacers at a position where you can't get out of the first round, and now you're looking at a potential not only first time head coach, but one without assistant coaching experience? Is that a reason to be worried? So I'm going to say this and I'm going to flip it. So you look at ESPN and you look at what Stephen A. Smith said about white privileges related to Steve Nash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at that situation with Steve Nash and you compare it to Jason Kidd and you compare it to Derek Fisher, both getting jobs with the Nets and the Knicks respectfully, the same market where Steve Nash is now head coach. Um, point guards make good coaches. When I look at Chauncey Billups and I look at the fact that he's played under um, Patino, he's played under George Carl, he's played under Larry Brown and a a myriad of other uh, coaches as well. I don't want to sell anybody short. Why do we use this rhetoric about Chauncey Billups, who was an NBA champion, uh, who, unlike Steve Nash, um, a a guy who – did it the hard way, meaning, you know, got it from the mud, as these younger kids say. Um, why do we use that rhetoric with, with Chauncey, um, but we don't with Steve Nash? I guess that's a, that's a I guess you're not supposed to answer a question with a question, but th- that is my question. That's my follow-up to your, to your question. The one thing I would say, though, is Steve Nash has spent time with the Warriors, though. I believe the last two years on that staff. So he does, he has gained experience there. Agree, but Chauncey Billups has mentored some of these young guys, even if in an unofficial role. Um, he's a guy who's been sought after to become 
a general manager within an organization. He's a guy who has done television. He's a guy who has played in the big three and has consulted closely with, um, you know, Ice Cube in that big three league. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I believe that um, formal experience comes in, in, in different forms. Uh, most billionaires didn't go to college. Yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, Jason Kidd is with the season. Whenever the Lakers finish their season, will be one of the most sought after head coaches in the league. This guy had no head coaching experience prior, or assistant coach experience prior to getting a job with Brooklyn. And to be honest with you, I believe that the Nets situation in Brooklyn was a crash course because it, 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 it checked the box of nostalgia, merging the New Jersey Nets and the Brooklyn Nets together, and then. Yeah. And then, I mean, and that was, to, to me, that was a typical Nets move. You know, they wanted that level of relevancy, and he guided that team pretty well. They lost to the, to the eventual champions that year, if I'm not mistaken, or the, the eventual Eastern Conference champions, the Miami Heat. And I'll add that, to be honest with you, Kidd's situation in Milwaukee would be a similar situation with Chauncey Billups in Indiana. Most of these younger, most of these coaches don't, not named Steve Nash or Frank Vogel, want to be in a situation where you get a longer form contract with young talent and you can develop Mark Jackson situation in the golden state, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, that's uh that's all good information. And I think that, you know, it's, it's still just, you know, speculation of what's going to happen. I'm excited to see where the Pacers go. It's uh it almost feels kind of similar for me, at least, for the D'Antoni to the Pacers, as, as as much as we heard Ricky Rubio to the Pacers last offseason before they got Malcolm Brogdon. So I definitely think he might be their number one candidate, but I don't know if that's uh, the guy they're going to end up with. But, Scoop, i got to ask you, you brought up Victor Oladipo, obviously going to be in a contract year next season, coming off that horrific injury, played in the playoffs, looked he looked okay. looks like he's still trying to get through some of that and uh, work himself back into shape and, and, and game form, but... I'm curious, Scoop, what do you think about Victor Oladipo and his long-term uh, situation with the Pacers? Um, it, I think it depends on the coaching situation, and I think it's very similar uh, to Zach Levine uh, with the Bulls. Um, Oladipo, I've covered the, the Bulls situation with Levine deeply, and I'll, I'll make a, a, a comparison. Um, you know, the Bulls ended up firing Jim Boylan uh, because there was a lack of um, – agreement between Levine uh, and, and Boylan. And, you know, I've had conversations with Jim Boylan throughout the course of the season, and I told him that I actually respect his old-school way of um, holding players accountable in a way that a lot of these younger guys don't resonate with. They don't want to be treated like they're college players. They want to be treated like professional athletes. And some may argue that that's being babied or coddled, if you will. Um, and in that in that same vein, um, Levine and, and Boylan clashed. Now, in comparison to the Pacers, um, I can tell you that uh, during the bubble, uh, Oladipo really didn't want to play, um, and it took uh, McMillan convincing him uh, to make that happen. Um, and, and what I'll say to you in that regard is, I don't think Victor Oladipo dislikes Nick McMillan. I just think that the Pacers are in a situation where they're rebuilding. I mean, uh, I, I remember the days of the Pacers in Market Square Arena uh, with Rick Smith and Reggie Miller, even, you know, during the, the beefing with Spike Lee in the 90s, but also, you know, the days of when, you know, the Pacers were going toe-to-toe with the Nets in the playoffs and Reggie Miller put on a, a tremendous performance. I think that was a double overtime game. 
how do you identify the Pacers now as Victor Oladipo a part of it? I know that the New York Knicks are looking uh, or are interested in, you know, Fred Van Fleet and or Victor Oladipo. Um, the Nets are too. The Nets, as I reported uh, today, you know, are looking at or are interested in Drew Holiday. If not Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo is a person of interest. So there's a lot of different um, uh, crossovers in that regard. I think it depends on what what the Pacers are looking to do in the long term. Um, and I think Malcolm Brogdon seems like a person that wants to be part of that more longer term. Oladipo um, sees the money and 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 he and he's I think he's a name that that should get it. Um, but are the Knicks in their current state of team that um, would would facilitate that level of success? I'm not sure because at least the Pacers made the playoffs. They lost to the Heat. Um, but I, I think a lot of it is developing uh, tradition, developing a culture. And I think that the Pacers, um, you know, need that coach, that face uh, to, be, to, to make that happen. I'm not sure if all the people was a part of it. Um, we'll see. You know, in today's era, you simply just can't let a star walk away. So if you're the Pacers right now and Oladipo is going into that contract year, do you panic? And maybe make a trade in the off season, maybe prior to the draft, where you can make a full, you know, type of rebuild, not a full reset, but just kind of retool. Or do you try and see this thing out with a new coach until and take it all the way down to the trade deadline at the last minute? Because if free agency hits right now, the perception is he's probably not signing a new deal. No, the deal. I think you wait till the trading deadline. Scoop B Radio. I think you wait till the trading deadline and I think you figure out what you're going to do. Because I think that, you know, when you look at a situation, like for example, with the Lakers, you know that I was very in tune with what was going on with Anthony Davis as it related to the Pelicans and the Lakers and what the Lakers, or excuse me, what the Pelicans wanted from the Lakers at the trading deadline in 2019, February of 2019 became a different scenario in June of 2019. One, because you know, the Lakers did have that pick that they were able to swap to the Pelicans in order to get them. I'm saying that to say what the Pelicans wanted, um, the Lakers had kind of dumbed down those those wants and those expectations um, as the, the season ended and there was less, you know, media hoopla surrounding that situation. I think I answered your question. If I didn't, please tell me. No, no, you did. You did. It's just going to be a wait-and-see approach. You know, I, I don't think they can – rush the situation here because uh you really only have one shot at this if you're not gonna pull this trade off to the best of its ability then it's gonna send a message to all potential free agents looking to sign with indiana that you know they they could deal you cold turkey just like that and you don't want to send that message yep we're on the same page Well, let me ask you this. Are there any other rumors about the Pacers that you've heard any other names flying around? Or you, do you think that the, the Pacers plan on keeping this roster intact, uh, depending on what way they uh, go with their coach? The only thing I've really heard was, you know, the Oladipo uh, talk. I know the Knicks are, are one of the teams that's interested. And that's kind of just with a lot of these moves and these these supposeds. Um, you saw that Chris Paul was a name that I that I was tweeting about. Mm-hmm. Last week and even you know today, it, it kind of revolves around what the Knicks kind of do uh, as it relates to you know the point guard situation. I know the Knicks 
you know, do have interest in Oladipo. They do have interest in Fred VanVleet. They do have interest in Chris Paul. It just depends on the the. You have to tweet and mention things in, in, in multiples because people will hold you to that one thing. But it just it really depends on what happens with the Pacers and Oladipo. It depends on what happens with you know the Knicks and Chris Paul. Um, I know that the Bucks are another team that are you know interested in Chris Paul and bringing you know Giannis into the fold, bringing him into the fold with Giannis there. Pardon me. So I, I think it, it's just it's uh, those are the things I've heard. The Oladipo situation does it stay? Does it go? And then also. You know, um, the coaching situation. Becky Hammond is a name that, you know, is of interest. Um, you've heard Greg Popovich's name as it related to the Nets. Now it's Becky Hammond's turn on the Pacers side. But, um, you know, D'Antoni is a name that's floated. Becky Hammond and, and Mark Jackson is a name that I'll throw into the hat um, that hasn't been talked about a ton. And Chauncey Billups, I think, would be a good fit as well. I do. I, like I said, an NBA champion deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, very well respected in the NBA, and uh, the younger people grew up watching him in 2004 when the when the Pistons won the whole thing. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a very interesting off season. You know, I'm always tapped into what Scoopy's tweeting out there because there could be a lot of uh, names on the move. So Scoop, keep hitting us with uh, that great content, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, the, the shakeup in this off season. Gentlemen, always good to talk to you, and thank you for having me. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.